Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Today on the show, we have a special edition of the podcast because we are sharing an interview that we did with Kurt Coleman for the Man Up Charlotte Conference. And, and so he was a part of that, and, and hopefully you were able to, to catch the, uh, the, the live conference or you came in person, uh, but, but here is the audio from the, the interview with Kurt Coleman. Uh, he played in the NFL. He was a safety, played for the, the, the Saints and the Eagles and the Panthers. And on the, the, the interview, he shared some great insight into being a dad and what he learned from his dad. And so I think you'll really enjoy uh, this conversation with it just being Father's Day. And so check out our website, unpackingit.com. Also check out manupcharlotte.org and you can watch some of the other uh, videos and, and listen to the other Man Up podcasts that we'll continue to release as well. Uh, so you can enjoy the content from the day, uh, whether you're there or if you missed it. Either way, uh, it's encouraging. And, and so you'll enjoy this conversation with Kurt Coleman. Before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Here is Kurt Coleman from Man Up Charlotte here on the Unpacking It podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Hey, hey, man of Charlotte, we are joined right now by former Panthers safety and Ohio State Buckeye, Kurt Coleman. He's now a member of the Panthers radio team and lives in Charlotte with his wife, Laura, three daughters and one son. Kurt, it's so great to have you a part of Man Up. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me. It is a blessing to be a part of this. And hey, it's, hey, it's a blue sky. I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm good. I'm doing great. Amen. Amen. We're glad to have you a part of it. And, and we're, we're thankful that you were once a Carolina Panther, but throughout your career, you also played for, for a couple other teams, Philadelphia, Kansas City, New Orleans, and Buffalo. But when you think back to your time in Carolina, what made the experience with the, the Panthers special and, and memorable? And, and what are some of the things that, that come to mind when you reflect on your, your time with the team? Well, when you when you mention it like that, it, it almost reminds me of the first off the game, the the Oregon Trail game, back when the the PCs and the Macs were were, were in, in the infant stages. But um, we were through a lot of teams, and it was just uh, it was an amazing experience. When I came to Carolina, I was adopted. I was brought in, and the the teammates. It, it was surrounded by so many great men, 
and that made the experience that much better. Um, it helped the transition from my playing career onward. And I, I think without that enriched experience from Coach Rivera, um, from Luke, as I saw in your room, um, but TD, uh, Cam, I mean, the, the list goes on. Um, Charles Johnson, Roman Harp. I mean, I can name so many guys that I just, those are my friends. Those are the people that I love, um, that I still talk to on a daily basis. And, and that's to me, regardless of how well we did that year and in my experience, that is what I remember the most. That is what I cherish the most is the men and, and the families. I mean, my wife has great friends with so many people. I mean, that is what's so cool about the, the experience of Carolina was it was just one big family. Oh, it's so cool. And as a, as a fan, especially that, you know, a Super Bowl team, and, and that's the time you were here the, the couple of years before and after, but, uh, but what a special time for, for the city and, and for that Panthers team. And so, uh, again, glad you were a part of it and, and cool that you got so many awesome memories. And, and so now you've remained in Charlotte with your family and, and you, you've been a part of the, uh, Panthers radio team. And, and last year, uh, you were a part of the, the the calling of the games throughout the season. Of course, it was crazy with the the pandemic. But but what was that that experience like for you, being in the radio booth and and seeing games from a different perspective? It was, um, you know, when when they asked me to do it a week before, I wasn't sure what to expect um, because I, I was so used to being on the field. And then you talk about a COVID scenario where you can't even go on the field and talk to any of the guys. So I was very fortunate that I still knew. Uh, few guys still on the team, you know, Trey Boston, Shaq, um, KK was still on the team. So th it was nice that I could still reach out to them and just kind of get a feel in a sense. Um, knowing Joe Brady from New Orleans, um, my time down there, um, I was able to reach out to him a few times. So because um, I think with anything, having a sense of what the culture's like, um, get a feel of the players and, and the, the camaraderie or is, is there tension. Um, I think that really bodes well and, and it gives you a feel of how well the team will do. And I don't say success is always wins and losses because I think there were teams that I've been on that were, we were four and 12 or teams that I was on that was 15 and one. And sometimes the success barometer, um, I, I can't always gauge it by the wins and losses, but the, the feel of the team. And I think um, it was a very young team last year. So you're up there, you're calling the games and you can see that the, the plays that, that were supposed to be made or could have been made or the mistakes that happened, um, I think I would put a lot on just the being them young and immature um, and just trying to grow together as a team. And as the season went on, you would say this team really started to grow and play well. Um, unfortunately, I mean, they lost, I think, eight games on the last on the last drive. I mean, you put yourself in contention to win games. And so it, it was just exciting to be up there and you're watching this team and you could see them grow and you just wish at least one game that there was just a game that they would have pulled out at the end because they were right there. And I think that's the stuff that um, I wish you could just impart onto the players. Like, guys, you're so close. You're right there. Um, you just got to finish it. You got you to gotta keep your foot on the gas when you need to. So um, being in the booth, that, that's, that was the fun experience, just being that you're watching it live, but you can't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> you can't do anything about it. And so I, I try to just uh, sit up there from a bird's eye view and just um, be a part of it. But, you know, just kind of enjoy the whole process. Take a big, deep breath and say, it's their time. It's their game now. And, um, you know, get to reflect and give it all to the fans. Absolutely. And we are fa we as fans are very optimistic, optimistic about the upcoming season uh, based on what you're talking about. So close in, in so many games and, and, and so right. many key guys back, but then also all the new additions. So it's going to be a fun Panther season uh, ahead of us, which, which is great.
And, and so here at Man Up, where it's Father's Day weekend, we're, we're talking fatherhood and, and marriage and, and, and also the reality that many kids are growing up without a dad and, and the impact that that has on, on so many. And so we're stepping in as, as mentors as well. But, but Kurt, as, as you reflect back on, on your time growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life? Oh, it's, it, it was, it was the most, um, I, I, I reflect now and I just, I wish, and I pray, and I hope that I can give my son and my, my daughters, um, the influence that my dad had, the, the, the temperament of understanding to have be patient when it's needed to push when it's needed to love can unconditionally at all times, um, to always be an ear. I think, I think back and, one of my teenage times where I think everyone would say the teenage, whether you're uh, a young man trying to grow up or a young woman, um, those teenage years can be rough because you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to find your identity. And I think those are, I would think parents would say those are one of the toughest times. Um, and I, I just remember there was an instance that I, that happened to me as a, as a teenager. And I thought my dad was just going to just, get on me and you, you just I, I felt it and I was stressing about it. I had anxiety and the first thing he did was he gave me a hug wow. and I, I I think back and I remember it happened and I said why are you doing this and you know he said I I, I know what I know what you deserve but I know what you need and I, I think as parents as people just even neighbors I mean there's so many times that we want to um, throw the ax at somebody. And I think more often than not, we need to uh, lend the hug, um, especially now coming out of COVID. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, so I can hug people. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about that. But I, I think, you know, I look back and that, those are, that, that particular moment in my life, it really helped change me and shape me into um, who I was because I know I screwed up and, um, and I knew better, but I did it anyway. So that that was just one of those times and i know as a parent that's what I, i'm constantly reminded when my kids make a mistake or um whether it was intentional or unintentional i think that hug that 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 ear to just listen like what, what let's talk you know help me understand this a little bit more um is going to go further than me trying to punish them and so as, as a father as a mentor when i'm around um, the young men um, that i get to coach or um when i was in the locker room i think that that's the most important thing sometimes is just lending the ear lending a um, just a hand to somebody because you never know what they're going through, what they're struggling with mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and that's, and that's, I think that will always live longer than, you know, the fist. Wow. That's powerful, man. No, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and I can't help but think about, uh, that image and, and really how that represents and parallels God's love for us. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. sure there is a, a level of, of discipline that, that, that is important. And, and that, whether as a dad or as a, as a, a, a son that, that is loved by God. Uh, but, but when you think about that from a, from a faith perspective and a spiritual perspective, that kind of parallel, uh, even, even kind of thinking back about, about your dad, how does that uh, strengthen your faith in God when you think about it from that, that vantage point? It's, I mean, I think, you know, in the word it tells us that we, we, our minds are uh, cannot conceive of, of the love and, and the depths of the waters that, that he has for us. And I, I think as one side of it, when you're the son or when you're the child, um, you say, I love you and, and you, you mean it, but you don't understand the depths of love and, and, and to no ends that love will go and travel and do. 
Um, and when you become a parent, you start to understand our father, our heavenly father's love for us and understand that there were so many times that if it was just human, we would have left our, our own selves. Um, um, we would have just, just walked away from it and he'll continue to run to us and be there for us um, and, and guide us and walk with us. And so that um, even when the times that, you know, we feel alone, you're never alone. And, and I, I think that that's, you know, when I think of our, our heavenly father, that's something that I always, always remember and remind myself of, even when I'm tired and, and stressed or dealing with something or hurt, trying to come back. It's, I'm never alone. He's there to strengthen me when I'm weary. He's there to help me walk. Um, so I, I think those things that I can remind myself of the scriptures and of the word and of those constant reminders, he will always be there for us. Amen. Amen. That's encouraging. I, I appreciate that. And, and so you, you mentioned that you're a, a father of three girls and, and a son. And, and so, you know, fatherhood, there's, there's lots of joys, but there's also challenges. So, so what comes to mind when you think about maybe the most challenging aspects of, of being a dad? And then what are the, the, the elements of, of being a dad in that role that, that you love the most? Well, I, I would say the most challenging thing is um, it, it changes. I, 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 I want to say, like, I know what it's going to be like when it's a teenager, when I have my teenagers. Um, all I can speak about is right now, I have four kids right now. Um, all under 10 years. So nine is the oldest. And I mean, she is an amazing young woman. Um, growing up, she is smart. She's ma mature. She's thoughtful. She's insightful. I mean, there's so many things I can just speak on her life and all of our, and all of my kids. But to anyone that has kids knows that it is challenging as a parent because you always want to try to be the best parent for them. You want to help them grow up to be the best, um, you know, human beings that they can be. And and so sometimes I think we as parents have to fight off the ward of saying that, um, you know, we're not doing a good job or we're not enough or, um, you know, I think that the art of perfection is not for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when we're always trying to chase perfection, I think we're always going to feel inadequate, um, like we underachieve. And so I, I like to understand that I won't be perfect and no matter what I do, no matter how I try. But if I try to do it with all the love that I have and I know that I'm doing it with the right thought and the right word and I try to carry that message on to them, um, I, I, I too will say that, sorry, I've made that mistake. I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that or um, we probably shouldn't have gone there or whatever the case is. But I think as a parent, when I know that I'm following the word of God, when I know that I'm following in his steps and I'm working, walking in his word, um, I know that I, I'm, I'm there and I, I'm present with them. I think that those are the most impactful things. And, and I, I think now more than ever, putting the phone down and being there for your kids, I think those things, they're going to remember. They're not going to remember if I mess up. They're going to remember if I'm there and I'm talking with them. We're sharing these fun game times. Those are the times that they're going to remember. Not, hey, dad, you, you left the toilet seat up or whatever it is. You know, something, <laughs> something you know, it, it's just stuff like that. So I, I think um, I'm not chasing perfection. I'm, I'm not, I'm chasing the, um, you know, God's grace and God's love. And, and I, when I know that, um, the forgiveness will always be there. The mercy will always be there. And so with my kids, the same, same goes for them. I want to teach them how, how to forgive. I want to teach them how to love. And those are the things to me as a parent, that's what I want them to remember. How freeing. And, and, and really that's our heartbeat here at man up that, that we want to encourage one another and build each other up and equip 
one another as we're you know walking this journey of, of faith and and as dads and husbands and leaders and, and mentors, uh, but understanding that, that only Jesus is perfect and that's why we need Him as our as our Lord and Savior. And so we are encouraging you know each other to to man up and and to to rely on on God to to give us that that power and strength. And so I guess just kind of the the, the final thought, maybe something that that you can encourage men with is as you think about kind of your your own faith in God and and your need for him to man up as a husband, as a father, which you've, you've talked a little bit about, of course, and, and then even as a, as a friend and a, and a mentor, what, what are some things that, that come to mind with, with your faith impacting your uh, perspective on what it means to man up? Well, absolutely. I, I think the number one thing for me, and I do this on a daily basis, is I, you have to renew your mind uh, by transforming your mind by the word of God. And, and I think if, I did not wake up every morning and I didn't read a the Bible and, and I didn't meditate on the word and I didn't try to focus on that word. I would just conform to whatever's going on around me. On top of that, I would also um, say that I'm not based and I'm not who I am based off of my circumstances. And so for me, I'm constantly renewing my mind. I'm constantly keeping my heart soft. I'm constantly letting myself know that there are tough times and that's okay because through those tough times, God isn't trying to tell me anything other than he's trying to show me things. He's trying to reveal things in me that need to come out. And so instead of saying, why me, God, I say, what do you want from me, God? How can this help me, God? And so those are the things when I'm saying man up, I'm saying sometimes I got to look at that man in the mirror and say, God, what can I gain from this experience and this challenge? And I I think with with those things, I know that all things are possible. I always believe in myself because I know God believes in me. He wouldn't have brought me there if he wasn't going to bring me through it. And when I think about the challenges that I have ahead, I always think about the challenges that I've already come from. And so when I think about those things, I know that all things can be done if God believes it and God has ordained it for my life. And so if it's if I'm walking in his word, then I already know that he's ordained it because I'm already believing in it. So it, it's just a, it's a revelation. But one the last thing is this, though. I know it's not always on my time. Mm-hmm. And to and that is the one thing that I think I get frustrated with sometimes because we all want it on our time, on our on, on in our moment. And maybe we're not ready for it or maybe there's a better thing that we just don't know about. And he's trying, he's trying to tell us, this is not for you. There's something greater for you waiting right behind this obstacle. So I, I think when you keep all these things in perspective, um, it, makes, it makes it all, all easier um, to walk and live every single day full of purpose. Amen. Amen. He's Kurt Coleman. So inspiring. Uh, appreciate you being a part of Man Up Charlotte. And and, and next year, hopefully we'll, we'll see you in person, but so thankful to, to have you, you virtually today and, and part of this this conference. So we'll uh, we'll be listening for you on the on the radio. And, and, and thanks for all you're doing in, in Charlotte. And uh, and thanks for for being a part of Man Up. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you for having me. This was an awesome time. Absolutely. There's Kurt Coleman, former Panther, with us on Man Up Charlotte. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Hey, 
And we're back in studio to unpack that conversation with Kurt Coleman. And, and what a great guy. Really, really good insight and, and some cool uh, just personal perspectives and, and wisdom uh, that he was able to share with Man Up and, and us today here on Unpacking It. And, and my big takeaway was what he was talking about, his dad, and, and just the, the, the concept of, of grace and love and and also we didn't really get into this specifically but you know the importance of discipline as well but it has to come from a place of grace and love and so I'm a new dad and I'm I'm figuring this stuff out with with little Maddie who's you know almost going to be 2 years old but but I I always I want to follow this this type of model that that Kurt was describing which ultimately is the model that that God represents as as our heavenly father where he welcomes us with open arms that, that when we screw up, when we make mistakes, when we have sin in our life, we return to him, we repent, we, we acknowledge that, that we fall short, we acknowledge that we blew it, and, and we, we turn to him and rest in him and know that his, his love and grace is, is infinite and available to us because of Jesus and because of what Jesus did on the cross. And so uh, when, when we receive that, that grace uh, through Jesus as a, and, and he becomes our, our Lord and Savior, we're able to approach uh, God and and understand and know confidently that that He still loves us and and that uh, there is grace available for us and and so as as dads you know it's so important that our kids know that that we still love them even when they screw up and and the discipline is there because we love them and we want them to be safe and grow and mature and and so there are guardrails and boundaries in place for their good uh, but we always want. You know, our kids to be able to come to us, return to us as as parents, um, and and you know have a a house that is filled with grace, recognizing when we individually screw up as as parents, um, and so that then our our kids can see that too and go, oh wow, dad's dad's willing to admit when he when he blew it, I I can do the same, and there's still love and there's still grace. Now there's sometimes consequences, uh, there's discipline that that is a part of that as well, but it's always rooted in grace and love. And, and so I think we, we, we know that we understand that, but I think we have to go back to that and stay rooted in that. Uh, Cause it's easy to, you know, fly off the handle or become so disciplinarian uh, that we forget the importance of the grace and love. And, and ultimately that, that representation and example that, that God is for us. So, uh, so good stuff from Kurt. Uh, appreciate all that he said. And, and thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. We'll have other Man Up podcasts as well for you here on the Unpacking It podcast. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you again right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.